Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Finishing Well Ministries podcast. We are a podcast that uh, covers the notion of finishing well. And uh, our objective here is to explore ways that seniors can lead their lives well, and more importantly, finish their lives well. If you happen to be under 65, please know that we welcome you just as much and are glad you're here. My name is Randy Hess, and I'm pleased to be here again with my good friend, Al Habaker, the founder of Finishing Well Ministries. We are here on a glorious day in Dallas, and I hope your day is is beautiful wherever you might be today. Hey, Hal, how are you doing today? I'm well, enjoying this uh, second fall day of September uh, 2021. Uh, I love fall. I love the cooler mornings. Depending where you live in the United States, you're enjoying them too. And the changes of season, the colors of season, you know, it's always reminds me God's moving. Things don't stay the same. Seasons change, life changes. And in the midst of it, he has a purpose for us every day, whatever season of life we are, whatever our age. Um, And we want to enjoy that and bless others with the life he has given us to live for him. I think that's, uh, I just think that's a powerful message, Hal, for us to use and to to remember for each other, uh, to remember for myself, but to remember for other people as well. You know, seniors um, can use their time well, and we think they can be encouraged to do that in many different ways and in many different ideas, keeping one thing in mind all the time. That's just keeping the Lord at the forefront of their thinking. You're right. So today, Randy, I want to talk, we want to talk, we want to interact on a subject, which I think is absolutely fascinating. Again, absolutely critical. Uh, What is the value of the time God gives us in our latter years? You know, in Psalm 90, Moses It's the prayer of Moses, and I'm not sure how old he was when he wrote this, but I think he was well past 90 in his his own years. He said, God gives us three score and 10, and maybe by strength, 80 years. Well, what do we do with those latter years? What is God's purpose in them? What do we learn from them? How do we live for him in them? And what do we want to do with the extra time or the length of time that God gives us? You know, it's very personal for me. My dad died at 52. And I remember the day I lived a day longer than my dad. I thought, well, the rest of the years are just extra time that God gives me. I'm living longer. Now I'm 20 years, two decades past my dad. So I asked myself that question. What do I do with the extra time? that God gives me thinking of that. And I don't know what how many years we'll live, but however many years he gives me or you or any of our listeners out there, what are we going to do with those years? Exactly. And I want to use the uh, biblical example of Hezekiah. His story is recorded in 2 Kings 18 to 20 and 2 Chronicles 29 to 32. I want to use the Kings passage So let me put his story out there in just a few minutes, if I may. Uh, I want to say a couple things about Hezekiah. 
Now, first of all, I, I have to laugh when I think it because if you want to puzzle people in the church or whatever, you, you say, you, you ought to check out the book of Hezekiah and see what he says in Hezekiah 2. And most people will try and look at their Bibles and find Hezekiah. Yeah, where is that? <laughs> I love it. They, it sounds good. But <laughs> anyways, Hezekiah is a very instructive person. Let me just say a few things about him. He loves God. He's a good king, and his life prospers. I mean, God loves to prosper his servants who put him first. So he did that with Hezekiah. There's an interesting thing. In the middle of the first chapter, uh, in chapter 18, uh, Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, comes after Judah. And it's a strange thing. Hezekiah tries to buy him off by giving him money and holy utensils out of the tabernacle or the temple. He tries to buy Sennacherib off. You say, why would he do that? I mean, in fact, chapter 19, 185,000 people, Assyrians come against him, and God delivers him because of Hezekiah's great prayer. Fascinating. I mean, why Hezekiah would get sidetracked in material things, I'm not sure. An interesting thing, every one of us has our weak points, maybe, and maybe that was one of Hezekiah's, materialism. God blessed him. He enjoyed it, and he would try and use it in ways that God didn't want him to use it. But anyways, God is faithful. He delivers him. And then chapter 20 is a fascinating turn for me. Uh, For whatever reason, in chapter 20, verse 1, Hezekiah becomes mortally ill. And Isaiah the prophet comes in and says to Hezekiah, really, get your house in order because it's time for you to die. So Hezekiah has a mortal illness of some sort. You know, it's kind of like getting maybe a cancer diagnosis and you only have a limited time to live, you think? I don't know. So Hezekiah, he falls in his face and he says, God, can you give me more time? So this is the extra time I'm thinking about. Whatever extra time God gives you, however you think about that, what are you going to do with that? So long and short, God gave Hezekiah 15 more years. Now, let me tell you what happens in this. This is a sad story in many ways. Hezekiah, as you know, Israel had many enemies. So the enemies continue to come after Israel. And what Hezekiah does, he continues to try and buy them all. He does two things during these 15 years. Number one, he tries to keep the enemies at bay by paying them out of God's resources. Why would you do that, Hezekiah? And let me tell you the second strange thing Hezekiah does, and you can read all this. It's all there in the scriptures. He loves to show off all the riches that God gave him to his friends and even his enemies. He tries to buy his enemies off, and he says, come and look how God has blessed me. You know, I have to pause here for a second. What is going through Hezekiah's mind? Why isn't he standing up for God's faithfulness in his life? Hey, God's given me 15 more years. I want to use every one of these 15 years for him, for his glory. I don't want to make any compromises in my life. I mean, is that fascinating that a man, a king who knows God and knows how what he wants him to do would operate that way? 
I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here kind of astonished. Isaiah comes in and gives him a warning. He says, Hezekiah, you didn't use these years well for God. Yeah, and some things you did. I mean, you remember, this is the time period in which he dug Hezekiah's tunnel. And if you go to Jerusalem, you can walk through Hezekiah's tunnel where, Randy, you and I did that. We, we did, didn't we? through his tunnel Yep. that he did to divert the water to keep the enemy at bay. But at the same time, he was doing other things that were not really uh, an example of faith. So... God gives him another warning and says, let me tell you, after you die, God is going to carry all your kids off to Babylon, and some of those will die, but you'll be able to live out. So Hezekiah says, well, at least my life is going to be okay. He knows he shows no remorse for what's going to happen with his kids, how the enemy is going to come in and carry Israel off in captivity. And it's just sad to me to see Hezekiah's heart change. Mm. Well, you know, I start thinking about that personally. You know, is that going to, does that happen to me? I mean, do I think more about what I want in my aging years than what God wants? Will I be willing to make more compromises in my latter years with my money, with my time, with my life, or will I stay focused on God's mission for me in the last 15 years of my life, to use Hezekiah's life, or whatever time God gives me. What is my motivation for living? And my point in Hezekiah is that we should not get sidetracked in our elder years. In our last two or three decades, whatever they may be, God wants us to stay focused on him. It'll mean the difference with our kids, our grown kids, and our grandkids. You know, Hezekiah's kids got carried off to Babylon because of his unfaithfulness, you might say. Really? So will my kids stay more focused on Jesus because of how I live in my latter years? Will my grandkids stay more focused on Jesus because of how I lived in my latter years? Will my friends stay more focused on Jesus, whether it's on the golf course or in your home or in your trial, whatever it is? Will my life stay focused on Jesus more because of how I live and the choices I make? Does that make sense, Randy? Yes, it does, Al. Um, and it's a very meaningful lesson, I think, for a lot of us to absorb that struggle with how I do want to use. If I have another five years, another 10 years, how I do want to use that. How do I want to apply that? Um, and hopefully do so with a lot of humility and, and thankfulness for the blessing that it would be to have that extra time. You know, I think it calls us into, uh, I mean, I, I think of Psalm 71, 17 and 18, two of my favorite verses on the subject of finishing well. Oh, God, you've taught me from my youth, and I still declare your wondrous deeds, I want to say, in my latter years. We should never stop thanking God for his faithfulness throughout all of our lives. So when Hezekiah became mortally ill and God said, you get 15 more year, years to live, I would, I mean, first of all, God was very faithful. He, he gave him 15 years. And that's what he said. Do I know how many more years God will give me? No, I don't. But he's given me this day. 
And so I plan on this day, this week, this month, finishing well ministries, my marriage, my family, and all my skills and my gifts. And I want to use them for him. And I want to keep recounting God's faithfulness and keep living and experiencing that greatest joy every day of my life. That is God's purpose for our latter years. And Hezekiah did not do that. And his family paid a price. He paid a price. Israel paid a price. And you say, God forbid that that would happen to me. I mean, I'm thinking of J.I. Packer, who said, I want to finish well. I want to live the last course of my life, throwing my life towards the finish line with every, with every ounce of strength I have. That, that wasn't Hezekiah. Now, I want, to, I want to add one more thought about his family on this deal, uh, which is a, a serious uh, point uh, in his life. God gave him 15 more years. Well, in the third year of that 15, he had a son born. His name was Manasseh. So another 12 years and his dad would die. It's a 15-year deal. So Manasseh is born in the 12th year of his dad's 15 last years. So he had 12 years with his son. And the record says of Manasseh, he was the most wicked king, one of the most wicked kings Israel had ever had. So I think about that. His dad spent all of his time enjoying material stuff and not living for God during those latter 12 years, so those 15 years. So what is that going to do to help a young son set his sights towards God? Hmm. Well, you say, well, Manasseh had a head start and on faithfulness because his dad wasn't entirely faithful as, yeah, I mean, either. So what does that say to dads? What does that say to me? What does that say to moms? What does that mm -hmm. say to all of us as an elder generation finishing for our lives for God? We want to be a faithful witness to the next generations following us, you know, as to the faithfulness of God. And we want to live that way in whatever extra years God gives us. So that in a nutshell is the story of Hezekiah. Uh, it's a good story. First half of his life, but the latter part, you know, it makes you wonder uh, what's God doing. So interact with that with me, Randy. Tell me what you think and how can we help elders to finish well? <laughs> well, <clears throat> obviously not model after Hezekiah. That's one thing. But the other stuff that comes with this, Hal, is the idea that if I if I know I've got some extra time, I've been given a blessing. I've gotten through something. Um, I may not have been in a negotiation with the Lord exactly, but in a sense, I prayed. Uh, not in a sense. I have prayed that my life would allow me, that, that the Lord would allow me a few more years to enjoy something whatever it might be, or to help something uh, or to encourage something. And I get those years. What have I done? As I look back at that, have I done the things I wanted to do to encourage, to help, to reach out, to build up something or some other, uh, some other folks? Um, and maybe it's calling for a little bit of just <clears throat> reflection, Hal, on our lives, self, 
awareness or some insight and that I am, am I pursuing what I prayed for or am I pursuing something else? What is it that I'm doing with my life? Uh, am I grateful uh, or have issues occurred along the way that have made me bitter toward the Lord and rejecting the Lord? What is it that I'm doing with my extra time? You know, I, I'll just mention one quick story about, personal story about my situation, Hal. Uh, in 2008, I had a, a stage four cancer, and it seemed a little bit dire for quite a few months. And I had to deal with the idea that um, I need to bring my life into focus and get my affairs in order, that kind of thinking, in order to uh, cope with this situation because it didn't just immediately um, dawn on me that the treatment I was undergoing was going to work uh, and was going to solve the problem. But uh, I trusted in the Lord, and I said, you know, um, I guess I said to myself more as I prayed and uh, had conversations with my spouse about it and uh, other folks that <clears throat> I fully trusted the Lord. I was in his hands. Uh, and I didn't expect that necessarily I would be given more years. Um, I didn't feel I was owed more years. Um, and I was grateful for the years I had, but I hoped that I would give some more. Well, lo and behold, my treatment worked. I was given a clean bill of health uh, sometime later. And I have had now, let's see, I'm trying to think, what is it, 20, 13 years? Um, I'm sorry. I'm not adding that up right. Uh, yeah, about 13 years or a little more than that of time to spend enjoying what I consider to be a gift from God, that those years are my gift, or a gift to me, I'm sorry, from the Lord. And I wanted to constantly think about how I'm using them, how I'm not trying to say that I am being in any way, shape, or form a model for what you're talking about, but I have been aware and tried to think through what am I doing with my time and how am I using it? And is it, you know, is it for any kind of purpose other than me just enjoying the time? And I hope that I've been able to do some of that. But I'll tell you what, it's a it's something you do that does affect you when you think you're not going to make it any further and you suddenly do get more time to enjoy your life. Appreciate that, Randy. Uh, it reminds me of the statement, wasn't it Jim Elliott who said uh, this trite phrase, but it's really true. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. So you look at your life, the days you have, however many they may be, and in our marriages, in our homes, with our health. I mean, back to our last podcast, it doesn't really matter to me or to God whether you play golf in one sense or whatever you do with your leisure time. The issue is, is my mind and my heart captured by God 
for his purposes in these latter years. <laughs> that wasn't Hezekiah's case. And that's where I think he is so instructive to us. Uh, Randy, I, I want to encourage you. You have been an outstanding example to me and an encouragement of one who is using your years, you know, for God's purposes. I watched you do it with Julie in your home. I've watched you do it with your kids, your grandkids, your great grandkids. Uh, you are an outstanding example of faith to me in using your life for him. I want to thank you for that. And uh, my life is blessed and enriched by who you are and what God has done and is doing in your life. And isn't that the prayer of Finishing Well Ministries? When we want that for anybody. I thank you for that, Hal. I really, really do. Thank you for your, for your, for your kind words. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you. And our mission in finishing well, if we could just summarize it, it's fulfilling God's plan for our aging, our elder years. You know, what does he want from us? Let me tell you, he doesn't want what Hezekiah did. He doesn't want us vacillating in and out of faithfulness to him. Uh, he wants us riveted, trusting him for those, uh, for the victory of, over those 185,000 Assyrians who came after him. Uh, God wants us to be men and women of faith. I, I want to, you know, that's why J.I. Packer is such a great example to me. And there are just dozens and hundreds of people. Uh, but let's be faithful to him. So if you're out there listening to me, listening to us today, uh, we want to just encourage you to be renewed in your faithfulness to God, asking him, what is my purpose? What do you want me to be? What do you want me to do during these elder years uh, that you've given me to trust you? Well, thanks for being with us. I hope this was an encouragement. I hope it makes you think and uh, trust God anew for your life and the impact he wants to have through others, through you. May God bless you to that end. Pray for Finish Well Ministries as we extend our borders and want to encourage aging people to fulfill God's plan for our aging years. May God bless you and encourage you to that end. Take care.